Welcome to Japan According to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host, Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey everyone, we're back with episode 67. Finally, it's really here. Oh yeah, get your popcorn ready. Get your popcorn ready. <laughs> no, I mean, get not popcorn. Get a pencil and paper or your phone um, note taking application ready, if you will, because this episode is all I got a backlog of shit from YouTube that I've been stockpiling. I'm gonna unload, dump it all over your face. <laughs> <laughs> that was really terrible. But no,、um, I'm gonna, you know, give、uh, quite a few videos, many of which I've seen, some of which I haven't seen, which cover a lot of different issues which are related to life in Japan, topics that have been brought up on the show, or just things that are entertaining that, you know,、um, I've really been meaning to share with you guys. And now we have the opportunity to do that. I think a lot of stuff you're really gonna enjoy. So,、um, Definitely, just a, a for, be warned that you're probably gonna want to write some of this down at some point in the episode. So, enjoy. Yo, everybody, welcome, welcome back. Sorry for the delay.、Uh, we are here for episode 67. It's gonna be an unorthodox one because, for a lot of different reasons, let me explain. First, let me try to set. Things up for what I'm gonna try to do. You're gonna probably hear some clicking and whatnot、uh, because, yeah, this is gonna be a bit wild.、Um, I am scrolling through my apps on my phone. Okay, all right, I think I, I got things set up the way it needs to be set up. Okay, welcome to episode 67.、Uh, here's let me let me explain. Well, first off, let me explain my apologies. For delaying this episode,、uh, last yeah last time I made a quick announcement a couple of weeks ago. I really, it's about a couple of weeks ago now. I really was not taken by surprise, you know, by the un- untimely demise of Nip- Nipsey Hussle for a couple of days. And I think, like I explained, explained、uh, my window of time was really tight and then after that last week we didn't have an episode、uh, because for my project i was had to do a last few administrative things to get things online which i've done yay and now i'm starting the next phase of things which is、uh, marketing and promotion so i gotta do a lot of emails and not not email so much but just messaging and and Start from scratch basically with that, which is interesting, a whole new challenge which I'm taking on. It's funny, quite, quite、um, funny because if, you, if you're doing things, how sometimes processes have symmetry. Like I was,、uh, I had my notebook, like I, I don't do so well. I realize I don't, my pro- creative process isn't so well with like the computer and stuff like that. I work more, I, as a teacher, I work more with pen and paper. So Um, a lot of the notes and stuff like that, I write them down. I, don't, I really struggle trying to keep track of my progress on the computer and stuff like that, and like making spreadsheets and all that stuff. So I tried that and it didn't work at all, but I eventually settled in on、um, a notebook where, you know, writing down my notes and stuff like that, and diagrams and pages and stuff. And after I finished my project, actually, that notebook was completely full.、Uh, so. Now, I have to get rid of it. I'm not going to throw it away, but I'll keep it somewhere because it might have some ideas in it. But, you know, 
that one's literally completely full and I'm literally bought a new notebook, which I'm going to use for my marketing and promotion activities for the next, I don't know, couple of years, I guess. <laughs> so, um, that's interesting. That's quite interesting. And yeah, so I'm doing that pretty much. Um, uh, which is, okay, I would completely, I'm sorry, I just woke up from a nap, but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, oh yeah, so last week I was busy doing a whole bunch of random stuff and getting things ready, so I just, every night, again, I was up till like one, two o'clock in the morning, so, um, I just was in no shape to record the podcast, I was trying to squeeze it in, but just, it just didn't happen, and today's my day off, and I literally woke up from a nap, like, <laughs> I took like an hour or something long nap, I was knocked out, so I'm kind of refreshed coming back too. My whole family's out of the house except me and my dog who's sleeping as well. Um, so normally that brings me all back to the present moment where I'm in the house recording. And normally I shut, you know, of course, my phone is my mic. And I normally shut my phone off, but I'm leaving it on for two particular reasons. One, because I overslept and I have no idea when people are going to call me. And I have to, uh, or, you know, family's going to call me like, hey, we're coming back. You got to come pick us up. Um... And two, uh, a lot of the information I'm going to go over is on my phone. So uh, for those kind of reasons, I'm going to try and make it a really condensed version of the podcast today. Just make it really tight. Uh, you might hear some noise, which will be me scrolling through and actually physically touching my phone. I apologize for that. I'll try and limit it as much as possible. If you picked it up, uh, I'll, I'll listen to the audio when I'm done. But if it does pick up... Um, my my bad, but yeah. So this is gonna be crazy. I have no idea when people are gonna literally message me that you know I gotta go. So I'm gonna try and just speed through things as quickly as possible. What I have, let me get to. Sorry, the phone touching has started. Let me, let me if you if you hear this again, my bad. If not, this is great. That's great. Uh, let me get to the section where I can start. Okay, okay, I'll start right there. So basically, what I did is um. Shout out mini sponsorship thing to YouTube. I signed up for YouTube Premium so, uh, when I went to the States a couple of months ago. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just use the free trial for it. But damn them motherfuckers in them free trials because I started using the shit. And I was like, this is actually really nice. And so uh, I signed up for it. I just kept my subscription for it. You know, just for the music as well. And for YouTube because I can just download shit to my phone, download videos to my phone. And I do that quite a bit. I just like watch, you know, downloads a bunch of stuff when I got my Wi-Fi in my home. And then when I'm on the train and out and about, I can just uh, watch stuff at my leisure, which is really nice. And I have to worry about like daily usage and stuff like that so much. So that's what I've been doing. And over the past few uh, weeks and months, I've also been accumulating several videos related to Japan that I thought I could introduce to you guys Um and share with you all. So this is just my little dump off of all of the stuff. It's not too, too many. I think it's like four, maybe five uh, videos that I failed to mention on the podcast before. But I really wanted to let you guys know about because I think it's interesting slash entertaining information for you all. So I'm just going to run through those. What I've seen. I haven't seen all of everything, but um, I think it'll be useful for you all. So, okay. Um, shout out to my man Sub Negro, uh, who's telling me he's, you know... Getting close, getting the process going. I uh, just got a message from you. This is something that's going to be probably helpful for you. Um, 
if you're moving, if you're flying into the Tokyo area, not only you, but anyone um, is going to be, here's the name of the video. It's called 15 Tips for First-Time Travelers to Japan. Again, it's 15, 15 Tips for First-Time Travelers to Japan. It's by JapanGuide.com. JapanGuide.com is a really good website. They have a lot of different information. I used to use it quite a bit, I think, before social media and apps and shit. I remember checking it quite a bit, like about 10, 12 years ago for just random places to go, information and shit like that. I guess now I don't really rely on that type of shit so much. But the website is really good. Um, it's more about, like, this video is more... I watched, like, about half of it, I think. Uh, it's, they, they tell you up front, it's more about for people who are first time visiting Japan, uh, getting from the airport to XYZ destination, things like that. But they give, uh, even if you're moving to Japan, it, you know, just watching, I think I didn't, again, I didn't watch the whole thing, but it gives quite a few, like, very common sense, necessary tips, information for, like, your first few boots on the ground minutes in Japan, like a checklist of things that you should do and take care of uh, to help you get where you need to go in the beginning. Again, uh, if I didn't tell you the story about how uh, maybe i never told this story i'll, I'll, I'll sidetrack again uh, if i gotta cut this short uh, my bad but bear with me i'm just gonna um tell a quick story because i remember my first i clearly remember my first day in japan a landing here well again this is a long time ago this was when i had my university i went to the university of delaware so i had my university of delaware uh hoodie on like you know uh, that I bought just like, yeah, because I just graduated college, you know, <laughs> and um, yeah, I flew I flew out here. I can't remember if I told the story of what happened on the airplane, but maybe I'll save that for another day if, if I haven't. Uh, some, I had a weird experience on my flight over to Japan, but uh, if, if I if you haven't heard that story, please leave me a message on Instagram or or one on uh, questionsforkeel.com that's still out there somewhere. <laughs> and I'm, I'm probably definitely going to have to change my, just a heads up, I'm definitely going to have to change my Instagram name in probably the next coming days. Uh, now that I'm getting active on social media for my other marketing promotion stuff, again, I want to just kind of separate the usage of my name as much as possible. So, um all this crazy shit that I'm doing on here, I want to keep it secret, you know. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, so I get off the fucking plane, right, uh, for uh, from Narita Airport, and at that time they had like people to, you know, the English school I worked for had like damn near monopoly on English study in Japan, so they had like this whole system and network of shit to get you in Japan and working and acclimated and settled and everything like that. So they had like. A dude come pick pick me and a group of people up from the airport, which, um, you know, meet me. I forgot how the fuck he figured it out or something. He had a sign or some shit. I don't know. But, you know, I step out of, through customs and I'm just like, uh, delirious. You know, I don't know where the fuck I am and what the fuck is going on. And I think a few other people were already there in the group waiting, so... Um, this dude, I still remember what the guy looks like. He was a bald dude, you know, um, in his maybe 40s, uh, you know, and he just kind of ushered me into this small, some corner, uh, just outside the customs gate. 
And I just waited there talking to some other people like, oh, did you hear about the earthquake? You know, and like, I'm like, what, what? There was an earthquake a few days ago. And I was like, oh my gosh, there was an earthquake. What the fuck am I doing in this country? You know, and now it's like no big deal at all. Of course, me, I had never, at that point, I had never experienced an earthquake. So I thought like every earthquake is like, you know, like you see in the movies with fucking rocks falling from cliffs and like, you know, like buildings crumbling and shit. Every earthquake is the majority of the earthquakes I've experienced are not like that at all. You know, it's just like a rocking or swaying or something like that sensation. But it's still no fun. Anyway, uh, so I get there and um, like I... Yeah, yeah, I'm in the airport, and the guys, after a while, like, I guess he organized, he's kind of rounding up all the people who are getting off the plane, and who are, who they were expecting to meet, and he did a quick head count, and he's like, okay, everyone's here, let's go, and, yeah, if I remember right, they took you from the airport, we got on, I, I forgot what we got, we might have gotten on the express, something, we got, because I didn't know what the fuck was going on, you know, so... Uh, literally, the guy took us by train, you know, and we're all talking and we're like, hey, let's be friends. I've never seen, I never saw these motherfuckers again in my life, right? But, you know, you're, you're it's like a field trip. You're like, hey, man, where you from? Oh, yeah, you're here too. All right, let's keep in touch. You know, we don't have any phone numbers at the time. I, you know, email was like, all right, but I didn't really have like a cell phone to be, or a computer with me to be able to you know do shit so we're we're just like airplane buddies for for like about 40 minutes and then i get i'm guessing now we got to shinagawa station because um it was a major station but i live where i worked was near shinagawa and my boss at the time my manager at the time met me on the train platform but he was like okay you get up and <laughs> when it was my stop i didn't know where i was he was like okay and he the doors opened and then there was another dude and he was like okay here you go go with him and i was just like bye friend like you, you know like, this little lost child like what the fuck what the fuck is this like human trafficking like you know so um and so yeah takes me to he hands me over to my other boss who's a really cool dude but that's, that's, i didn't know who the fuck he was like you know and he was i think around 30 at the time you know which just seems young to me now which is crazy but he seems super old <laughs> so fuck i can't imagine how the way my um colleagues look at me because i'm damn near pushing 40 uh no not yet but we getting there we in our late 30s now so um yeah but so we him and i we talked about some shit and he walked me from uh because he lived on the train he lived at the same train station as i did so uh he walked me of course he, he was kind of complaining to me like fuck man i hate having to do this shit man sorry no offense to you but this is some bullshit why do i have to i'm not getting paid for this why do i have to like take time out of my night to walk your ass like to your apartment <laughs> so i was just like uh okay <laughs> i'm in japan <laughs> you know <laughs> like that lost little child and he's like eh, a little bit he's not he wasn't a grumpy person but he, he kind of was not saying it's not your fault but this is kind of some bullshit and i'm a little bit annoyed that i have to do this but whatever kind of which is totally understandable now um so yeah so we go we walk across this bridge which i pass all the time now because i live in that same same area 
um, again and go. He's like, hey, if you're hungry, it's nighttime now. He's like, hey, if you're hungry, go into this convenience store. And I still remember, you know, I go into this convenience store and you probably might get this feeling too. Like, I had no idea what the fuck I was looking at. And I, I was just like looking around like <laughs> like you know i can't read anything i can't like because i think i told you before about rice balls or onigiris like you know you can't you don't know what's inside of them especially back then because it was it wasn't there weren't pictures on the shit like it was just everything was written in japanese so you just had to know what shit was so he, he just saw me like looking at it and i guess he was getting kind of impatient you know because I'm jet lagged, I'm tired, I'm delirious, and he just finished work, and this is fucking young dude just like staring at the shelf, and he's like, okay, look, he's like, all right, let me help you, look, get some of this shit, get some of that shit, like, maybe some of those, you know, and if you're hungry, like, all this over here is good, so just grab a couple of those, so I think I grabbed a few rice balls, if I remember correctly, um, and maybe something to drink or some shit like that. Uh, nothing really too major, you know, because I, I was jet lagged. I wasn't really that hungry. And he's like, all right, come on, let's go. So we walked in. Yeah, we walked to my apartment. And again, you know, I'm like, hey, you're my buddy, you know. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then we get <laughs> to my apartment building. And he's like, well, this is it. Bye. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what you're not gonna come with me like you know i'm like still because i'm like i don't know the fuck i am and he just walked me to like my apartment building door and that's it and and i i you know i'm thinking like he's my escort you're gonna take me to the door right you're gonna tuck me in the bed or some shit like that and he's just like no this is it you go ahead on up by yourself and i mean i had a piece of paper telling me the address and my room number and shit but like it's still you're in another country like you don't know what the fuck is going on and I was fucking jet lagged as hell, like, you know, um, and so, yeah, so I knock on the door and my roommate at the time opened up and, and that I'll leave that story there because that's another, uh, for another day, because that's another series of events that was really fucking wacky. Um, again, if you want to hear the story of my first roommate, uh, I had two roommates at the time, but one of them was cool. Uh, he, to my last of my knowledge, he was still in Japan, but the other one was a, he was interesting. I'll say that in, in uh, 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 wait, um, okay, sorry, I got a message from my coworker. See, this is what happens when you leave your phone on. So, uh, okay, so that's that story. So that's that. Again, fifteen tips for first time travelers to Japan uh, by JapanGuide.com. Really good, useful information. Even if you kind of are not moving to the Tokyo area, not not flying into Narita, still watch that because some of some of those basic tips are going to be really helpful for you. You're going to pick up a nugget of something that you that you uh, really need. Okay. Uh, this one I haven't watched, right? So um, it's a seven-minute long video. I haven't watched this yet, but I'm just going to give it out anyway. If it sucks or if it's something weird on there, my bad. But it's one that's called, Why Is It So Easy to Be Thin in Japan? Uh, I have an idea about what there is going to be talking about. But just the lifestyle here is very different than it is 
uh, in if you're in a Western country where you know people do have like weight problems and things like that, or dietary issues or things like that, this kind of um, will shed some light on that. I think uh, I believe I got a question about that uh, for a while back, and this might solve that issue or explain stuff quite a bit better. You know, just for me, general knowledge off the top of my head, that's probably going to be talking about food portions. It's probably going to be talking about, you know, um, uh, what, the the cost of food here. It's probably going to talk about uh, exercise and how much more you move around here compared to the West and a combination of, of those things. So it is a combination of cost, diet, and lifestyle, which, uh, you know, explains it. But, yeah, I'm just going to leave it up to the video. It's, it's a seven-minute long video. I don't really have much more to say beyond that. All right, let me keep going. I think there's like, there should be, like, two more on this list. Mm, this one. I have another one I haven't watched yet, which is uh, why Japan's homeless are different from North America, I believe. Uh, why I can't see read the whole thing without clicking on it, and it'll just start playing. So, why Japan's homeless are different from north of okay fuck it let me click on it oh shit it cut off okay see yeah <laughs> my bad yeah the thing cut off when i started playing that shit let's see this is why it's always risky when i'm oh fuck what the fuck happened this is why it's oh fuck what the fuck is going on why it's always risky when i start using my phone and shit so um i, I just when i was just going off for a few minutes too um just about life in Japan, but basically, I was just saying that um, you know that there's a lot of different um, ideas or theories about uh, life in Japan and points of views about life. So uh, I'm just trying to give my point of view and some information for you. Uh, I don't know exactly where that cut off. Um, another thing I haven't watched so much, uh, which is. Why some Asian accents swap L's and R's in English? I'd like to watch that, actually. I just haven't gotten around to it. But again, something I'd like to give to my students, maybe, if, if, it, if it's useful. Again, I haven't watched this, so just the title and the subject seems kind of interesting. Again, it's a YouTube video called Why Some Asian Accents Swap L's and R's in English. So give that a ch by Vox. Again, I, I like the information, the content they put out, so I don't think it'll be something too crazy. All right, um, we're getting close to 20 minutes, so let me try and hurry up. Okay, this one I have watched, which is kind of interesting. Um, I wanted to talk about this before. Um, it's Inside the High Stakes Race, uh, Inside the High Stakes World of Tokyo's Loop Racers. Yeah. Uh, and it, once again, it's inside the high stakes world of Tokyo's loop racers. And if you are a car enthusiast or you're a racing fan or you love the fucking Fast and Furious movies, well, the first few ones that were actually about car racing, <laughs> then, you know, Tokyo Drift, you know, uh, with that bing, 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 bing song. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> That fuck now now I've got the song stuck in my head. I wonder if you know how it is in Tokyo <laughs> Fuck that song is stuck in my head now. Oh uh, shit. I like I like the beat to that song, but yeah, um uh it, whatever. Anyway, um Oh the beat's catchy, let me say that. Um uh, 
so I, I did watch this video, and this was. Hmm, how do I explain this video? From for me watching this, it was it came at me on a, a few different levels, right? One was that I like I like the content that the dudes put out in about car racing and things like that. They kind of romanticize everything, I think, a little bit more than I would. Uh just the tone I, I got from again, this is only my opinion. You might think it's the coolest thing since, since fucking Pop Tarts, but hey, you know, um, th that's it's up to each individual person. But for me, the information that they gave was really good information. A lot of stuff I didn't really know because I'm not too too deep into the car culture in Japan. Oh, I'm not deep in that shit at all. You know. Um, the racing or loop racing or the, on the Tokyo Highway, you've probably heard, if you're a long-time listener, you've heard about me talk about, you know, the on the, the highway here, uh, which is fucking crazy as fuck to race. Uh, and the they these dudes in this video, basically, they stop by the area where everyone gathers to show off their cars. You can see some pretty crazy cars and shit like that. And, you know, they're like, they're like big game hunters. Like, holy shit, look at that car. Whoa, come on. Let's go over and get a closer look, you know, and, and, and talk about some of the clubs and stuff, like shit like that. Um, they, in the video, they kind of approach a guy. And from the looks of the guy, he is like, uh, maybe has some Yakuza affiliations or Chimpila or something like that, meaning, you know, some kind of bad boy type dude just because the amount of visible tattoos he had. But if you, if you do watch this video, I'd like for you to take notice to how polite and kind the person talking to him is because clearly those foreign people are outsiders in the situation so they're treated as guests and they really get the guest treatment you know they're like hey come on along you know they got a camera and shit they're like okay you want to they want to show off not show off like yo we're the shit but actually introduce their their group their kind of subculture to different people to the world and stuff like that and so they so the guys get access that most people wouldn't really get or most people damn sure really wouldn't ask for if you you know or they would be met greeted a completely different way like for example if some japanese people showed up with a camera um it might be met differently than a group of foreign people showing up with a camera you know and you can kind of get I me mean, living here you can kind of get that feeling from the way that they're handled by that dude and by his group you know and I, I think somewhere in the video he's like yo let me check with everyone else if it's cool or whatever whatever you know it's kind of that's being the you know my the first episode i've kind of of the podcast i talked about being like an outsider and a guest and things like that and this is kind of an example of it on a on a, on a smaller scale to me and you know, uh, being a person new here, totally um, not knowing what the fuck is going on, you can deal with on people on that level a lot easier because you don't know, right? And that dude could be like a dangerous dude, to be honest with you. But he's not going, unless he's a real scumbag, he's not going to, honestly, even if he is, he's not going to like, you know, come at them 
in a certain kind of way because he understands they're completely outside of his situation, outside of his realm. So they'll be greeted as guests and a lot of times given a pass in a way that a lot of other people wouldn't be given a pass. Like, again, I'm not familiar with that subculture. Um, it does seem a lot more tame than it used to be maybe, for example, 20, 25, 30 years ago, because I have heard there was a huge, and they talk about in the video, a huge police crack ran down on street racing, on bike gangs and shit like that. So with all that being said, just kind of keep an, if you watch this video, keep an eye out for some of the subtleties of, um, you know, one, how Japanese people talk and treat the dudes, and two, just to know that they are kind of like really like whoa kind of <laughs> you know the way they're dealing with everyone which is kind of funny to me um but but again i've kind of been living here a bit long probably a bit longer than these dudes but they seem to be really into cars in which i commend them for kind of showing that and I, it seems like their channel is uh, the youtube channel drive hunter albo is all about that so if you're a car enthusiast you know check that out too and there's one more that let me find it. Ah, okay. No, 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 no. I got something good for you guys. Ooh, okay. So here's the deal. I fucking love samurai movies. And in particular, my favorite series of samurai movies is Zatoichi, right? Z A T O I C H I. Zatoichi, for me, is like the best samurai movie series ever. Now, it's about a blind, uh, it's about a blind Yakuza samurai masseuse. Sounds kind of crazy, but, <laughs> but basically, dude's a masseuse. Uh, he works as a masseuse, but he's blind. And he, he, ha so his cane, in his cane is his sword, and he, um, travels around the country, the Japanese countryside in feudal Japan. Uh, solving mysteries, helping people, shit like that. Now, I forgot, I always forget the fucking Katsuyo Shintaro? Katsuyo Shintaro, I think is the name of it. But it's been, the story has been remade and done quite a bit. Um, you might, if you do a bit of digging, you might see the Beat Takeshi or Kita no Takeshi version of it. That's the version I saw when I first came to Japan, the first version of it that I saw. Um, it, came, it had just it had come out, I think, a short time before I came to Japan. The Kitano Beat Takeshi one is also really good as well. Um, Kitano Takeshi, K-I-T-I-N-O-T-A-K-E-S-H-I. And again, Zatoichi, Z-A-T-O-I-C-H-I, right? That's like has more of a modern kind of feel. It's a bit more creative, more upbeat. It's really cool. I remember watching it. Um, some of the other versions I've seen or seen advertisements for or some bullshit, don't watch those. Um, but the original movies are, I think it's Katsuyo Shintaro, Katsuyo Shintaro, I always forget his name. But um, in the 80s, in the 70s, in the, I believe in the 60s as well, he did this character for a long ass time. And there are tons, I think like 40 or 50 movies of him playing this character. And everyone I've seen is fucking good. There was this crazy, the first one I've seen was the one from the 80s where he's a bit older. That's the craziest one I've seen because I think it's like a, maybe probably the international big theatrical release of it in the 80s Japan, you know, when the bubble was, economy was going. And so they, it's a lot bigger budget, lots of blood, fucking limbs flying off. This shit was crazy. You know, um, I think it's like 80. 
84, 87, or something like that. Um, but if you see one that's more big budget, if you do a bit of digging, you'll find it. Uh, he's 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 a lot bigger. He gained weight at that time. Um, he's got a beard. That one's a really great movie, too. I think that's the second one I saw that got me into the older versions of the character. And the good news is, I didn't know at the time, but he had been playing the character for such a long time. And I did a bit of digging on YouTube. Again, don't tell anyone. I'm just hooking you up, okay? If you're into those type of movies on YouTube, there's a bunch, a ton of those fucking movies on YouTube with subtitles. Japanese with English subtitles. Fucking dope. So I I have, like, on my phone, I have two, four, again, five of them. Right from like 1963, 1966, you know, from the 60s, 70s, and 70s. Um, some of them are, I've seen some of them in black and white, it's also in color. Um, if you type in Zatoichi Collection or Zatoichi Full Movie, uh, it, it should come up, or Zatoichi, I believe I searched for it, like Zatoichi full movie subtitles or something like that. One of those is gonna come up. Anyone you choose is gonna be good. Like, I just, you know, if I have time during, like, summer holiday, I think we have a Golden Week holiday coming up, um, you know, my, when my son, now when my son's asleep, you know, uh, and I got, like, a uh, fire stick and shit on, so I could just, like, watch it on TV, no problems, so, um, I love, like, relaxing and just throwing on a Zatoichi movie and, 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 and chilling out, maybe drinking some sake or drinking some, you know, having a beer or some wine or something like that. And it, it, it's really good. It's, again, that's my personal recommendation, right? So that's a nugget for you guys, for your ass right there. The last one I'm going to wrap up with, uh, which I was trying to get to, is this is an interesting one on a lot of different levels because it's... Uh, this is a documentary of a buddy of mine filmed. I believe he shot this. Uh, and it's for the New York Times. And the title is Inside Japan's Chicano Subculture. So if you're Latin or of Latin descent, um, you've heard me talk about before. If, you, if you're a longtime listener, you've heard me talk about what's the word? Um, several how Japanese people are kind of obsessive compulsive of about shit you know people get really deep into something and they really really focus on it really really you know you might have like i've seen people who are just super into belly dancing super into fucking playing the violin super into fucking break dancing like you know shit like that and this is a really interesting a good case in point of it a good case study of it for people who are super into chicano like la chicano culture and yeah, you'll see some. If you look carefully at watching this documentary, you'll see the scale of this subculture is extremely small and extremely niche. I would imagine probably only several hundred people, maybe even several dozens of people, you know, because, but they're so into it. Like, you got a dude who has a shop, who does customizations, a girl who raps, and, you know, her whole lifestyle is based around that. And, you know, I think she even talked about the one of the the females, I think the rapper, she was saying like how, you know, a lot of her friends were into it, but they stopped and they moved on. But she's still in it, you know, and not it's not like a gang thing. It's just like if you listen to the way they talk, they just something they think is cool and they just lock in on it, you know, and this is, is one is interesting, but two is not from my experience it's not unique to this subculture 
it happens quite a bit here. And so whatever you're probably into, you're going to, if, if you live in Japan for an extended period of time, whatever you're into, you're probably going to meet a group of Japanese people who are so into that thing and it's the focal point of their life. And this is kind of one of the extreme, not ex- extreme in a negative way, but one of the <clears throat> more extreme versions of it where you can kind of see it up close, especially with something so niche, you know, as Chicano, L.A. Chicano culture. But it really gets like that here. And that's why I kind of describe Japanese people as mildly obsessive compulsive, if you will, because, you know, when people get into something, they really get into that shit here. Not everyone's like that, but compared to the amount of you know uh people from for example for example from america like that it's it's really different like i've never met anyone into like west coast chicano culture on the east coast in america um but they you know they they kind of go into it if you if you watch that video one on the surface just to see you know what that subculture is like here and two um to kind of, uh, you know, get a feeling for what the Japanese way of thinking is like, I think it's really, really cool. And also, my friend, he did a really dope job of uh, filming it, too. And also, one one thing I was thinking about it watching, because I remember watching this um, and thinking how I wanted to frame it when I talked to you guys about it. Another important thing I wanted to, to talk about is there's a big difference between celebrity and fame here. And the for me, the rapper... You know, I'm not trying to shit on her or anything, but, you know, she's probably still living with her parents, um, maybe working like a regular job and rapping on the weekend. A lot of performers and entertainers and shit like that, especially musicians or hip hop related musicians or, or niche subculture related musicians, they're not making any money. They're paying their own money to do this shit. Right. I've seen rappers and, and people performing and stuff like that. They got fans and they, they talk a lot of shit. Like, I mean, I'm not, sh- again, I'm not shitting on these people. Right. Like, but they talk like, yeah, I got this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And really they're performing in front of like five, 10 people, you know, in like a small ass club. Like that's kind of how Japan is like niche forms of music, especially like more urban music, like reggae, like, uh, or, or I'm not going to say black music, but, but not mainstream music. Cause it's not only those not, not mainstream music. There's not that large of a fan base around it. And it's not enough to support the artists. You know, they might have a chance to perform somewhere. They might have a chance to perform. They might be featured in magazines. They might get, get pictures taken. But an uh, interesting thing about Japan is that fame does not necessarily equal money here so you have like you can get on tv very easily here you know i've been on tv like three times um and not even trying to be like just having people stop me and be like oh hey you want to be from a tv show let's just talk you know and i'm like all right cool i'm in just wearing a fucking jersey right now but all right fine like you know i'm going to like the apple store i'm going something something like that i'm in the park walking around and, and it's happened i've never been on the tv in america so um there are some people who come to japan wanting to be famous like i'm gonna be a star or whatever it, you know <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm gonna stop there because i'm one person i'm in particular uh i worked with a little while ago like uh, about two years ago just popped into my head i'm not gonna shit on that dude but but you know, I just want you, if you're coming here with those kind of like, I'm going to make it in Japan kind of, you know, 
um, thought process, just be aware that that those two things don't necessarily go hand in hand. And, you know, that it is what it is. Some people in the West, you know, especially in America, fame comes with its financial benefits fairly easily. Or at least that's the perception, right? Um, if you're on TV, if you're doing this, somewhere money's going to flow in. But in Japan, you could be on TV a lot working at a convenience store. A lot of the comedians you see on TV, if, if you see on TV shows what their lifestyle is really like, they're not, you know, they're sharing like a shitty ass apartment together. Like, you know, even though they're on TV quite a bit, like... I'm, you know, I'm not talking about getting, you know, balling with the bins or something like that. I'm talking like regular lifestyle. Like it is a sacrifice for a lot of people. And this documentary is kind of. I'd like for you to also watch it in the lens of that. You know, those two kind of things. If if it's a, you know, you're coming, planning on coming to Japan or something to kind of, you know, think about because you know, isn't for me, especially being. In, Involved in the hip hop and things like that. Well, I'm a little bit older. I don't go to clubs anymore. But if you if you're in like a similar demographic, you can you know it's very easy to fall back you know ass backwards into a group of 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 up and quote unquote up and coming rappers here. You know, um, so again, some people do it for the love, and some people can make a career out of it. But there is like a whole other group of people who just, you know, work in their regular jobs and doing shit because they're kind of like obsessed with it. So keep that in your mind a bit, you know, um, when watching that video. And again, I'm not shitting on those people at all. It is just a bit different from my perception of what happens in the West. So that's it. All right. We almost got coming up on 40 minutes. Wow. My phone didn't ring. Awesome. Maybe I'll take my dog out for a W-A-L-K. If I say the word, he'll come popping out like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? But, <laughs> but yeah, so that wraps up an episode, another episode. Again, my bad for the delay. I think it was a good one, though. Gave you a bunch of, gave you a bunch of homework, a bunch of stuff you can look at. Hours and hours of material, especially, especially the Zatoichi movies, if that's some shit you're into. Yeah. Let's just wrap it up there. All right, y'all. See you next time. Be good. Wish me luck on the next stage of my endeavors, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace.